Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Kendra and this is the Lazy Genius Podcast. I am here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This month we are focusing on routine, those things we do most every day that help us get stuff done, feel like a person and not lose our minds. You're listening to the fourth and final episode in that series, the Lazy Genius Exercise Routine. I'm honestly a little bit nervous about this episode. Um, Exercise can be a little bit loaded, I think, but... I hope we all end it feeling more empowered and free to live life the way we need to. So we're going to break down how we arrive at an exercise routine. As is often the case, we typically start with the wrong thing. What the exercise actually is. Today, that is the last thing. So let's walk through how to find a routine by looking at why you want to exercise, how it's best done in your life, when you're more likely to make it happen, and then we'll talk about what you can do. Hopefully, By the end of this episode, you'll have a more grounded mindset in this area and treat yourself like you would a friend. So let's jump in. A lot of people define exercise as movement um, instead of exercise. You know, like it's movement. It's not exercise as a way to kind of make it more palatable. Um, I'm not exercising. I'm just moving my body. I think that's a good shift actually, but without a good purpose behind why you're doing it, a change in language isn't enough. The first thing I want us to think about is exactly what this episode title says. Why do we want an exercise routine? That implies it's something regular, that it's something done on more days than not. I know that for me, exercise isn't something I make room for on like a random day, much less every day, right? Like that's how most of my life has been. So can we camp here on the idea of an exercise routine for a minute? If you're listening to this, If you chose this topic on Instagram when I was offering up routine ideas, you know intuitively that moving your body every day, or at least more days than not, is important. And yet we often approach it like, I think it was Liz Lemon on um, 30 Rock who did literally 10 crunches and was mad that her stomach wasn't flat, you know? Um, Or when when Jim Gaffigan, uh, he does that bit about exercise where he sees fit people in the gym and he gets mad at them and he thinks like, why are you here? You're already done. We see exercise as leading us to a destination, an end game of something. And that something probably is tied to our weight or body shape or how good we look in a swimsuit. Doing 10 crunches once isn't going to get us there. We know this. We know that we need to have an exercise routine, but we also don't put a lot of value on those ideas of like walking around the block every night after dinner 
or doing 10 push-ups during a TV commercial or whatever exercise hacks like pop into your mind. We know the small steps matter, but we don't value them when we do them. It's very strange, but I think I know why. This is not uh, revelatory, Um, what I'm about to say. We know this, but I'm going to remind you again. We are exercising for the wrong reasons. I already said that we start with the wrong thing with the actual exercise, but we often don't dig down into the first thing, the why. Why is an exercise routine important? I think we've landed on the idea that exercise without routine is just a quick adrenaline high or a reason to get angry because we sweat for an hour for no real reason. It's like kind of annoying. The whole thing, it feels a little bit twisty. And then we see women who do exercise regularly. They go to yoga three times a week or they do CrossFit or they run every morning at 6 a.m. Do you ever resent those women? Does it ever feel like they're rubbing their muscles in our faces? I am not too proud to admit that I've thought that before. We talked about this in the episode, The Lazy Genius Loses Weight, where I shared how frustrated I can get at skinny women and feel like they think they're better than me. Go listen to that episode, by the way, if you haven't yet. It's the most popular episode on this podcast by a mile. So I will put the link in the show notes. My point, though, is that we have so much junk tied up with how we look. And don't we often see exercise as a way of getting to that place, as a way of becoming that person that looks a certain way, right? It's the vehicle to that. I mean, why else will we exercise? And that's the question. Why do you want to exercise? What reason would actually compel you to make movement part of your routine, of your daily, regular life? Is it to get skinny? I don't think that's going to work. Unless you are a supermodel whose like very livelihood depends on being 100 pounds, slash until we can like divorce a person's weight from their value, that reason is a really slippery slope. Is it to feel more energy? That's an elusive reason, isn't it? Like more energy compared to what? I once gave up sugar for, I don't remember how long, but it was long enough to make me angry and depressed about it. Part of my frustration was that I was promised all this extra energy and I honestly never felt it. That's not to say it wasn't there. Maybe I did have more energy than usual, but it doesn't feel quantifiable, you know? It's hard to compare intangible bodily sensations weeks apart, at least for me. So while more energy is a perfectly fine reason. If that's been your reason before and you're still not in an exercise routine, that could be why. It's just too elusive. There are lots of other reasons. Um, maybe you like the emotional payoff of accomplishing something, of feeling strong. Uh, I have a friend who does CrossFit and she loves the feeling of doing something she never thought she could do before. Plus she gets a lot of relational affirmation from doing it in a community there's a lot of emotional payoff there. I get why a lot of people love CrossFit and exercise like it. But if you're doing CrossFit, you're probably not listening to this episode. Your routine's already there. What can be the reason for the rest of us? What can be our reason? Your reason might have already popped into your head. And if it moves you, move with it, girl. I'm so glad. But for the average person who knows that exercise is important, but just can't get the motivation to make it happen, here's a reason I want to present. It is a exercise, is a liturgical tending of the body that you've been given. Remember how in the episode, um, The Lazy Genius Cleans the House, we reframed cleaning the house to keeping the home? If we change our perspective from, oh, I've got to clean my house, to 
this is my home and I'm tending it and keeping it and making it ready for the next bit of life that's happening. Our motivation to sweep and wipe off counters is significantly different than before. The same is true of our bodies. I'm guessing that most folks listening to this believe that we have this one body, but usually tending to it is last on the list for lots of reasons. But what if we change our mindset to one of tending? We're caretakers. Exercise is only bad when taken to an obsessive, harmful level. And I don't think that's a danger for someone trying to figure out a routine. So for right now, what if you decided to tend to your body? What if you stretched it? You allow its organs and muscles to move and strengthen. You gave it opportunities to get rid of stress and toxins and emotions that need a healthy place to land. Like, I kind of want to go exercise right now when I think about it that way. When we choose to see ourselves and our bodies as beautiful and important and worthy of tending, things change. We're not exercising to get thin or get biceps or get a 26.2 sticker on our minivans. If you happen to thin it out and you get muscles and you find motivation to finish a marathon, then all the high fives in all the land to you. Those are lovely consequences if they make you feel good. So, but so are the consequences of confidence and peace, calm, reverence, satisfaction after doing 10 more push-ups than you've ever done before in your life, and recognizing that your body can offer gifts you've never let yourself receive before. So as we jump into the actual practical ways to fashion yourself an exercise routine, remember this. Your body is worth tending. It's tended like a garden. It's kept like a home. It's patiently filled and refilled with food day after day like your table. Give it that kind of worth. And the rest of what we talk about will feel really different. Okay, so practically, how do you create a routine? We'll start with how. How do you feel um, most satisfied with movement? Would you rather spend 20 minutes on something that makes you sweat? You know, like work super, super hard for a short amount of time. Do you need the community that comes from a class? Are you content with little bits of movement throughout the day? Like calf raises while you wash the dishes and squats while you brush your teeth, stuff like that. Those little movements, they feel useless if your goal is to look like Jennifer Garner. But if you're thinking about those little movements in the context of like what parts of your body need tending, then they could be worth reconsidering. Um, Like does your back hurt? do a few minutes of yoga? Are you feeling like your day has hit like peak frustration? Maybe a run after dinner needs to happen. Are you in a time of intense therapy where you're sifting and struggling through really difficult issues of abuse? Maybe you enroll in kickboxing for three months to find your power and allow your body to physically process this new strength you found on the other side of your pain. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by Pros. I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, it can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kinder shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazygenius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazygenius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazygenius. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair, every style, every home. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Ultimately, how you do your exercise, it doesn't matter so much as long as you remember two things. One, you need to move in a way that feels good. It makes you happy. Not just when it's done, but maybe in the middle too. Workouts that you only enjoy when you're done are, I feel like are usually done by movie stars who need to look like an assassin in their next movie. And so they have to work hard and then they're glad it's over. For regular folks like us, if you don't enjoy the movement. You'll do it a few times, maybe, but it will likely never find its way into a routine. So one, move in a way that feels good, that tends to what your body and soul need. And then two, realize that how you move, it will change often. In times of intense stress, you might need a different exercise routine than you do in times of calm. You'll move in different ways when your kids are tiny and when they're teenagers. You'll move in different ways when you're 20, 30, 35, 42. Your body and the life circumstances that affect your body will constantly change. So how you move will too. Hopefully that gives you some freedom in not being tied down to like a certain kind of movement for the rest of your life. I think we feel that uh, struggle with commitment sometimes. So after you decide how your body best needs to move during this certain time of life and you choose a few options that would tend to it well, It's time to think about when. When are you going to exercise? When are you going to move? There are the obvious questions of calendars and schedules. 
But first, think about the time of day that would care for your body best. Imagine if you started the day with a yoga practice, or if you decided to walk the dog in the morning instead of your husband and you let him get the kids up. Do you think the rest of your day would benefit from that? Or maybe you need to detox at the end of the day. Your body needs to stretch or punch or get pushed to a limit to remind you of your own limits. It's all in what you need. I can't tell you exactly when to exercise or even how to do it regularly. What I will say is that starting and even staying small is worth it. And anything beyond a few stretches before bed, like a Zumba class or a run three days a week, it's not going to be easy to fit in. If it was, you'd probably be doing it already. So don't expect that this exercise routine is going to come easily and magically find its way into your day. Like anything, you have to be intentional and purposeful. You have to decide that it's worthy enough to take up time. I believe that our bodies are, but it's still a new belief for me. Um, I really understand the resistance of actually making this happen. In the episode, uh, The Lazy Genius Morning Routine, and then in the blog post, the, um, the Universal Guide to Life-Giving Routine, I shared how I committed to doing one downward dog pose a day, just the one pose. I knew I couldn't commit to a regular exercise routine like I thought I needed because I had tried before and I'd failed many times. I have all the DVDs to prove it. But that one pose, it has grown and grown. That small step has blossomed into an active yoga practice. I practice yoga every day. Because I see how tending to my body by stretching it and inverting it and simply giving it space to be the priority is a huge benefit for the other areas of my life. Have I lost any weight? Nope. Um, I have gone up a pant size in the last six months, just so you know. Do I have a better understanding of how my body feels in certain situations? Yep, I do. I can pinpoint tiny episodes of pain and breathe into them until they go away. I can sit on the floor with my sweet little Annie and read books and not feel like my hips are going to collapse, which was usually the case. It's making a difference in my daily life, but not in all in the way that uh, we often attribute to exercise. I'm not skinnier. Um, I'm not much stronger, I don't think. I'm still tired during the day, um, and I don't really necessarily have like a ton more energy, but I feel better. Because I'm giving my body the liturgical routine care that I give to a tomato plant or a batch of bread dough. So if you feel overwhelmed by when you're actually going to do this exercise routine thing, start so small you can't not do it. Do a single squat. A single one. Before you sit down to watch TV at night, do a squat. Or do one squat and one push-up and one jumping jack. And that's it. It feels stupid. But if you're struggling to get over the hump of when to move to care for your body, start so small that you cannot fail and build momentum. Maybe you won't end up with a TV exercise routine of like 20 of each, you know, 20 squats, 20 push-ups, and 20 jumping jacks. But maybe you'll start to feel the benefit that tending to your body does for you physically and emotionally. Then you'll feel more clear-headed and motivated about where to regularly put movement that you do love. Maybe you don't love squats, but maybe doing that one squat that grows into five, that grows into 10 before bed. And you're like, you know what? This is, I can do this. I can start small in an area that I actually do like. Um, run while your kids ride their bikes alongside you. Stretch while you listen to an audiobook. Go to a Zumba class once a week with a friend that you can never find time to hang out with. Tend to yourself. Tend to what matters to you. 
tend to how you physically move through the world. If you need to be alone, if you need to be with people, if it's better in the morning, if it's better at night, like whatever it is. Okay. So I told you that we'd end with the what. The internet has a million workout plans for you. But I think those are for a result we don't need. Think about types of movement you actually enjoy. Walking, running, typical um, like cardio strength moves like push-ups and squats and stuff. Dancing, stretching, climbing, riding a bicycle. When you can name two or three types of movement that you love and um, don't choose more than that to make this actually work, like then get oddly specific with how it's done, with how those two things are done. So let's say you like to walk. Specifically, you want to walk outside in the woods with another person. Because it could be that while you say you like to walk, that's the kind of walk you actually love, which is why being motivated to walk on the treadmill, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't feel the same, right? Or maybe you like to dance. Um, maybe that's your movement. And I'll get specific. Specifically, you like to dance as a family in the living room after dinner and just act like a bunch of maniacs, okay? Here's another one. You like Pilates, but your favorite way to experience Pilates is in an actual studio with all the equipment and a best friend by your side. And if you have oddly specific scenarios that cost money, take tiny, small steps for now and then ask for like a club membership or a class pass or a new bike for your birthday or something. You're playing a long game here. We need to tend to our bodies and show them care until they stop working altogether. And how that looks, it will continually change. If you pay for three months of a more expensive class, um, like while you're finishing up your nursing degree, because you really need to feel alive in your body while your brain is in overdrive, remember that you're not paying that money for the rest of your life. This is a season and it could be a worthwhile investment for a short time. We can't, um, in our family, we can't really fit in um, kickboxing classes, which I love. We can't really fit them in our budget on a regular basis. Um, or like, frankly, kind of the timing of the classes on a regular basis. They are either from 5.30 to 6.30, which is like when we eat exactly when we eat dinner, or 7.30 to 8.30, which is when I am putting my kids to bed. So like I'm missing either family dinner or like family bedtime ritual, which both are kind of a bummer. Um, but I go in the summers. It's the summer of kickboxing. My kids are easier around bedtime. Dinners are easier for my husband to handle when we can like just turn on the grill. And um, it's just kind of a more relaxed time of year. Plus the lack of structure in the summer it isn't as great for my linear brain. So summer is when I indulge in that type of movement. It's when I spend the money on kickboxing classes and it's great. And then I stop in the fall. So be fluid be kind and hold your routine loosely because it will change before you know it, but it is also worth it to do it for a short time. So I think we can wrap up for today. Um, and I realized that this is not like a, you know, like a beach body. Um, like here's what you're going to do. You're going to eat this and you're good. But that exists. You've seen all those things. You have seen how everyone else has told you to make an exercise routine and it hasn't worked yet. So go through these steps. Think about why. Think about why. Think about how you want to move um, and the kind of movement that makes you feel like you're taking care of yourself. Think about when that actually tends to your soul the best, you know, and then choose movement that you really love. Like you don't have to exercise the way everyone exercises. But if you remember nothing else from this episode, remember your why. Remember that tending to your body is a regular 
ordinary practice with extraordinary benefits for your soul. You know the nitty gritty. You watch Dr. Oz and Oprah like I did. But today, let's approach an exercise routine from a place of tending and take it to a place of worth. You're spending, um, you're, you're, you're worth spending time on. And your pant size has nothing to do with it. It just doesn't. I'm on your team as you move forward, my friend. If you have any questions or things you want to share, um, jump on Instagram with me this Thursday, May 3rd, um, around 12.15 Eastern. And we'll talk live about this episode. I always post an actual Instagram photo on Thursday mornings for you to have a place to leave comments or questions if you can't make it to the live. So look for that. And I'm on Instagram, if you don't follow me there already, uh, at the Lazy Genius. All right, let's do our Lazy Genius Tip of the Week. I'm going to make a plug for the dance party, you guys. Whether it's you or your kids, you and a spouse, or you in your living room with the curtains wide open or closed, consider making a dance party a regular part of your spiritual life care. <laughs> um, I am not a dancer. I'm not great at it. I don't really ever do it at weddings because I would really just much rather talk to people. That said, if I get uh, specific about my love for dance, it is family dance parties. Um, when we dance as a family or it's just me and Annie dancing around the kitchen every morning after breakfast, um, those have been some of the cheapest, best things that we've added to our lives. Being a lazy genius, it means being a genius about the things that matter. And when you can check off laughing, movement, music, emotional adrenaline, and connection with the people around you in one activity... It's such a genius move. So have a dance party, man. Have a dance party. Again, we are, um, I mentioned this in the cleaning episode. We are really partial to Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, but anything you love, we'll totally do. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I value this community more than you know. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.